You're listening to episode 251 of the Master Your Mind, Business, and Life podcast. Today's topic has been one that's actually been requested a few times over the years, but aligning a guest has always seemed to be the issue. But you know what they say, everything in divine timing. And today we are talking about the Akashic Records and our guest is Anna Hendricks. Anna is a spiritual guide, a marketer, and a podcaster who believes that when we invest in ourselves, the world benefits. She was born into this life knowing God, seeing miracles, and grew up among entrepreneurs, which developed her into an equal combination of the spiritual and the practical. I think Anna was just meant to be the one who delivered today's episode on the Akashic Records, what they mean, how we can use them, how to tap in, because not only does she break it all down for us, she provides us a live reading for the collective podcast audience. Today's episode is a perfect segue into the next few episodes as we are gearing up for our annual energy forecast update series. We're checking in with our favorite astrologer and numerologist, as well as a twin flame reader who is new to the show, but trust me when I say you are in for a treat. Before I introduce you to Anna, it has been a while since I've shared a review of the week. This one comes from Apple Podcasts, and I love the way that the username's written because I really just want to say it's from Linda. It's Linda H-H-H-H-H. That's five H's if you were counting. <laughs> but Linda writes, Lauren is a fabulous interviewer, and I love the variety of guests she has on her show. Whether I'm in the mood to get business advice or learn about something new, this podcast is a go-to. Oh my heavens, Linda, what a review. I wish you could see the smile on my face. I love that you tune in, turn it up, and learn and grow with me. If you'd like to have your review featured, share it on Apple Podcasts or similar, and I'll be sure to read it on an upcoming episode. I know I've said it before and I will say it again, but your reviews help others find the podcast and help us get into the homes, cars, and earbuds of many. Now that we've covered that awesome review, are you ready to meet Anna? You know what to do. Tune in, turn it up, let's go. You're listening to Master Your Mind, Business and Life. Conversations with everyday world shifters, truth seekers, and rule breakers. Here's your host, Lauren Smith. Anna, welcome to the show. I have seriously been looking forward to our conversation for what feels like eternity, but you know, I think I'm just being slightly dramatic here. <laughs> well, thank you so much for having me. And no, I mean, like we had to wait for a month to talk to each other. So I know, I know. Sometimes it's like, mutual. Yeah, when it feels like that exciting too, like I've just been really excited to dive into this topic. So then it's like, I felt like a countdown was going on. But <laughs> before we dive into that, I've actually been saving this for our call because when I was clicking around your websites, I got the full body goosebumps when I realized how similar our journeys have been. So correct me if any of these similarities aren't truth. Okay. You ready for this? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we both grew up in Christian homes and attended church. Yes. Okay. (laughs) So we both graduated university in 2011 and both from programs of mass communication and journalism. Very true. Yes. Uh, All right. So in 2012, we both launched our own businesses, specializing in blogging, web design, and social media marketing. Heck yeah. That's 
Yes, true. <laughs> Wild, right? And then we both have digital agencies with global clients. We're both podcast hosts. And lastly, we're both marketers, but also spiritual seekers. Absolutely. I love it. So when I saw that, I was like, oh my gosh, graduated in 2011, marketing, how? <laughs> how did she end up then reading the record? So I feel like I, I laid the groundwork for a good portion of your background, but take us deeper because today's episode is all about the Akashic Records. And you know, at the end, you're, you've graciously offered to do a reading for us, but I'm just really curious to know how exactly you became a reader of the records. So tell us this story. Yeah, so um, I really feel blessed. I feel like I was, you know, I came into this lifetime knowing God, having a relationship with God. I was a little kind of nerdy child, like just walking around with my Bible and, you know, talking to Jesus or talking to God. And um, I, I've always just been a very spiritual person. I saw a lot of miracles growing up. I grew up in a charismatic church, non-denominational, so there was a wide range of things going on. Um, however, I would say that, like, I have one parent who's a fundamentalist, legalist, and then my father, who was very open-minded, and, um, you know, when I brought home a book on um, evolution and, and uh, you know, Darwin and all this, he was just like, okay, like, let's talk about it. But um, spirituality has always been a huge, huge thing in my life. And I would have considered myself to always be the most open-minded Christian that I knew. Um, I was always of the mindset that people, you know, what served someone best was very best for them. And, um, and that it was just important, most important that we all had a personal relationship with whomever it was that we wanted to call God or you know, what, whether it was nature or whatever it was. Um, but I was, I would say that I was pretty closed off in regards to uh, the metaphysical, even when I started doing yoga in 2015, there was, you know, the, the yoga instructors whom I loved and were some of my, you know, most favorite people I'd ever met would talk about crystals and having crystals on their body. And I was just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> mm, what is this? <laughs> it, it was just, I, I didn't, you know, I didn't have any real framework for that. Um, yeah. And, and it was kind of unnerving to me. I had a really good friend. She was like an epic tarot card reader, but I would never let her read for me because even though I was very open-minded about things, I was also, I had a lot of fear. And of yeah. course I wouldn't have, called it that at the time but um you know what it's like when you grow up in the christian church man you're like pumped full of stuff yeah you know um about what is acceptable and what is not and what can open you up and i look back at that life and it's it's mind-blowing for me to believe that that i was legitimately in that place at one point in time but i was yeah. um and uh a couple of things started happening in my life. Yoga was certainly one of them, just really opening me up to this, like, like I was talking about these yoga folks, you know, these ladies. I mean, I had never met such incredible humans. I loved being around them. I loved their energy. I loved the way that they looked at life, the way they talked. And it was just like, how can this be bad? Um, and I got a hold of the book, Conversations with God. Have you read that? No, I haven't. 
Oh my gosh. It's an amazing book. It's about um, a man who literally like was really pissed off one night. He had lost his job. He was going through a really hard time and he started like writing to God and God like literally started writing back. And it's a conversation that happened over several years. And a friend of mine who's actually um, an atheist sent it to me. We used to get in these huge discussions about religion and philosophy. And I love talking with him because, you know, we both could talk about things respectfully. Um, but he was, you know, very much on the other side. And I started reading um, this book and I was so skeptical. And it was almost immediately the things that were being shared, you know, from God was like, no human could write this out. No human could think of these things. Mm. Um, I think you know what it is when you get a hold of that, like higher power, like those answers. Yeah. It just, it sits on you in a way that, that you can't even explain. And then it was also connecting with like so much truth that I had inside of me. So that really started opening me up to a wide variety of things. I literally walked around like having conversations with God for a couple of weeks, like, okay, so why are you talking to him? Why weren't you talking to me? Like, <laughs> you know, like I just, you know, I was like, well, what, what about this God? And what about this God? You know, and, and I was just, I, I couldn't believe it because there are things talked about like Satan doesn't exist in that book and like Hitler goes to heaven. And I mean, just, you know, like some really huge things that are, so not aligned with, you know, Christianity. Um, and again, I was such a liberal Christian, but um, I mean, who am I to say where Hitler's going, you know, but yeah. like Satan, like that's, you know what it is. It's just like a part of life. Right. Um, but anyway, by 2018, um, fast forward several years, I was actually shutting down a second business that I had created and put my whole life heart and soul into I finally found the piece of my purpose in that business and shutting it down was like one of the hardest things that I've done to date it it broke my heart in ways I can't even explain Mm -hmm. and also at that time I decided to join a group of friends and stop drinking for 90 days um and that started like January 1st 2019 and I was not an alcoholic, but I definitely had an unhealthy relationship with alcohol. Um, looking back now, I realized that alcohol was my way of like shutting off with the channel that was going through me at all times. Um, it was <laughs> it was a break from all of that spirituality. It was like just flooding down through me, you know, nonstop. Um, in addition, because I was so frustrated with the everyday life and bored with it, I was looking for magic. I knew that there was so much more, but I couldn't find it. Um, but it was between that heartbreak and then also um, becoming sober. And I have to tell you, like within the first month, I was questioning everything that I had been told. I mean, everything was up for debate. And by the third month, I was a completely different person. Wow. Um, 2019 was like a spiritual awakening that, I mean, it's just like everything ripped off of me. I was, and the, the amount in which I was accepting new things, especially concerning spirituality and God and just the way we look at God and the way, you know, the world works and, and beings and past lives and all of these things. I mean, I accepted it at such a fast rate. There were no questions for me anymore. Mm. It was like, all of a sudden I knew that this was all true. 
So um, anyway, <laughs> to make a long story short, in 2019, while I was working with crystals and learning crystal healing, which I've always been a rock nerd, I, I literally had like rock shows for my parents when I was a <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> they were kind enough to buy them, but um, I had gotten back into that and I came across the, you know, the Akashic Records, like the name. And I was just like, oh my gosh, for whatever reason, it hit me so hard. It was another one of these like truths that just like sat on me. And, but at the time I was just like, oh my gosh, the Akashic Records, like you have to be some kind of wizard or <laughs> super, you know, like talented, you know, psychic or something like that to even be able to tap into the Akashic Records. Um, it just kept popping up for me, kept popping up for me in every, you know, area of my life. And then finally, at the very beginning of 2020, I bought How to Read the Akashic Records book. And I read like three fourths of it in one afternoon, dove into the records like the next day. And I mean, it's history. I realized I came to, to see very clearly, I've been doing this for lifetimes. I've always been an Akashic Records reader. I have a very strong connection with the Akashic Records. I have a very strong connection with my guides in the records. Um, and, you know, not only through like word and verbal word, but also through healing. And um, it's just, it's been a wild ride ever since. So oh, I love that journey. And I also love your vulnerability of being open to you know, what, what you've been told in the past, you kind of then have to learn what really feels right to you. I know that was the same with me. Something just didn't add up in my childhood, right? Like, or then not really so much in my childhood. I think I started to keen, like hone in on it in my childhood, but it didn't really start to explode until my twenties. And it was like, what are my beliefs? What, why do I shut down certain things? And it is like, when you open up your mind to it, and you're able to receive all of the downloads and really go with that feeling of this really resonates with me. I don't know why it does, but that makes more sense than anything I've been told before. It's really hard not to lean into that the way, you know, like you could, I guess, lean back away from it. But to me, it was almost that pulled in feeling. And that's how it sounds like it was for you. But I know that there's probably someone listening today and they're like, wait, Akashic what? <laughs> what what are you guys talking about? So what are the Akashic records? Yeah, so when it comes to describing the Akashic records, what's really fun is that you'll kind of get a little bit of a different description from every reader that you talk to. <laughs> um, and that's that's because like the Akashic records are so huge that it's very it's it's kind of difficult to sum it all up. Um, in addition, we all experience it in such different ways. But um, I always go back to the way that Ed, Edgar Casey, um, who is a, he was like a, the modern father of yeah. the Akashic Records. Um, I'm sure you know who he is. Yes. But the way that he described them is like, uh, in the Akashic Records, every thought, idea, and action from the past, present, future is stored there for forever. Um, and the way that I make that, I think, really easy for just anyone to understand is thinking about the clouds, you know, 
where we store information like Apple Cloud, Google Cloud, whatever. You know, like mm -hmm. if you need to get photos from 10 years ago that you stored, you can just tap in and pull them down and check them out, you know? Yeah. Um, the Akashic records are actually, so it's located in the Akasha and the Akasha is energy. And I'm sure you know, everything is energy, right? Like the desk in front of me is energy, the chair behind me, I'm energy. We're all just vibrating at different rates right. and frequencies. And the Akasha is located on a different frequency. It's a different dimension. It's around us at all times. So it's not like you literally have to go somewhere to get it, but you are tapping into a different frequency, a different dimension when you tap into this information. And it's not just information for like this lifetime, it's all of your lifetime, mm -hmm. past, present, future um, of anything. You know, I can go into the records for myself. Um, unfortunately, I don't even have a goldfish, <laughs> but like if I had a dog, um, you know, or for my home, um, you can go into the Akashic records for like government buildings, as long as they're public government buildings, you can, everything has an Akashic record. And what's really fascinating is that all of the religions talk about the Akashic records, they just call them different things. So in the Bible, they called it the book of life. Mm. Um, you know, where all the names are written. Right. Um, and that is the Akashic records. So it's the way that I really look at the Akashic records is that like when you go in, like it's a soul reading, you know, you are going to the very root of what is going on, whether it's with yourself, a situation, whatever the case may be. Um, and you get this kind of wisdom there that again, it's just like, <laughs> things come through, like answers will come through channeled, you know, for clients, maybe they're having, I, I've had a lot of uh, people coming to me lately about relationship issues. Yeah. And sure information good. will, yes, I mean, COVID, you know, everyone was like stuck together up with their partner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so everyone's like really considering what do I want? But, you know, they'll bring us to the records and the records can like, not just be like, yo, this is, good or bad, you know, they'll talk about like, if this relationship, like if you've known each other in past lives, you know, what this relationship is teaching you, where it's benefiting you, where it's not benefiting you, you know, what you can look forward to if you choose to stay in this relationship, what may not, you know, it goes really, really deep. Um, and that's a big part of why I love the record so much. I mean, whether, whether I'm reading for someone else or reading for myself, the wisdom that comes through is just like, okay. <laughs> you Lots guys are tries. always on point. <laughs> yeah. So I, I like that you had said that one of your perceptions was that you had to be like a wizard or like a super psychic and you dispelled that because you weren't any of those things. You then, you know, pick up a book, you immerse yourself into it and then you dive deep. So who can really read the Akashic records or how do we get into this mode of understanding it? Because we don't have to be Dumbledore, right? <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. I mean, the thing is, is like, um, anyone can read the records mm -hmm. and anyone can tap in if that is something that they really feel called to and aligned with, um, there's a number of ways in which you can do that. You know, you can pick up a book like I do 
it really just depends on the person because like I, some of my friends who are readers, when they came to the Akashic Records, they had, you know, they had been working with energy. Maybe they were Reiki practitioners or, you know, psychics, whatever the case may be. They were familiar with the type of energy that comes through the records. I was not, I was brand new. And for the first several weeks when I was in the records, I would get nauseous. I kind of felt like I was in like a washing machine. The energy was so intense. And I had to learn how to read, you know, I, I had to learn how to communicate. I had to learn how they were communicating with me. I had to learn how to, to balance myself out in that energy. Um, it's like you and I were talking before um, about the reading I'm gonna do. I'm like, we might wanna talk about anything relevant before the reading, just cause I might be pretty woozy when I come out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what do you have intense. to do? Yeah, so like when, when you, I know you said you do a prayer beforehand, how do you prepare your body? And then also, is there anything that you have to do after your reading to kind of like ground yourself again? Yes. Well, when I'm getting ready for a client, I have a whole kind of, you know, little ritual thing that I do. I love rituals, kind of nerdy like that. Yeah, me you know, too. With my I'm incense with you guys. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, doing all that. What's most helpful is just to be in a relaxed state of mind, mm. you know, and a, 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 to be open to what it is that's going to come to you. Um, that can be different things for different people. You know, um, I love doing a meditation beforehand. That's what I always do with my clients before we go into the records together. That way we're on the same path. Um, and when you're coming out of the records, the best thing that you can do is something super mundane, like taking the trash out or getting something to eat or, you know, walking outside. And that really kind of brings you back down and grounds you. Um, so I will say though, that, um, it's fascinating to me because when people go into the records for the first time, I have known people to, you know, have a message message shared with them that like, they maybe need to do a bit more healing or they need to, um, work on one area of their life before they're able to come into the records. So the, the records haven't always been open to everybody um they've only recently opened up over I think the last like 50 to 75 years nobody knows exactly like the date but like back in the day I mean I'm sure that especially with our background in Christianity we know that something like this put in the wrong hands could really cause a lot of problems right absolutely yeah when you have access to this much wisdom and then you have influence I mean my goodness you know um so that it's not been available to everyone. This is a newer thing. And so even now when people come into the records, I mean, there really is an adjustment period, especially for those who are like me, you know, who are kind of newbies um, to working with energy and being able to communicate through energy. So, and that's where the, um, you, the more you know yourself, the better, because if you know what you're, spiritual gifts are, then that's really aligned with communicating in the records. And that can be very helpful. So, so when you are tapping into the records, are you seeing things? Are you hearing things? How does that come through to you? Yeah. So it's different every time. Really? (laughs) That's awesome. It is. I will say that it's, I mean, clear audience, which is hearing is my most natural gift. Um, and when I, but, but for me, 
you know, as humans, we love to categorize everything, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but when I think of clear audience and hearing, especially in the records, it's a multi-sensory experience. So I'm also like seeing and feeling and knowing at the same time. Yeah. Um, but sometimes it's very visual for me. I'm very thankful because the majority of the time I'm, I'm just kind of channeling information. I have this uh, quirky part of my personality where I can like point at the oven and be like, shut the microwave. <laughs> <laughs> I always get the word wrong. Yeah. So um, I'm a little awkward if I'm seeing a whole lot of things because I want to make sure I translate it correctly. So Thankfully, they channel a lot of it to me, but I still get a lot of visuals and I communicate those to people. And it's crazy because I'll see something and it'll, it'll feel so random, but it will make such complete sense to that person. Yeah. And my number one job is, you know, to be a clear channel and then just to communicate exactly what it is I am given. And that's it. That is totally it. I have to literally push my ego to the side when I go into the records. It is not about me at all. Um, and, you know, I take that like very seriously, not only how I act in the records and reading, but taking care of myself outside, you know, in my everyday life. So that when I do read and go into the Akashic Records that I am doing my part to be that clear channel, you know, mm -hmm. for the people that I read for. Because um, you just can't participate in the everyday life stuff and be a clear channel. Yeah. It just doesn't work. You know, if I was drinking every night, I mean, forget it. <laughs> low vibration. That, that in itself is just like, so low vibrational that then it would be hard for your body. Nevertheless, your mind to get into that state. Totally. Totally. Yeah. My spirit would be completely out of whack. It would not, you know, not to say that someone couldn't get in the records if they're doing that, but, but what, how you're able to communicate and be is going to be all over the place. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So what is the difference if someone goes and they have a reading done with, let's say uh, a medium or an angelic reader, and they're getting messages from the angels, what is the difference in tapping into that wisdom and tapping into the Akashic records? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, this is still something that I am personally getting clear on to be quite honest with you, because it's, the thing is, is there is such variety out there, right? right? If you go to a medium, I mean, a medium is going to be working with their guides who are not your guides, and then also could be working with, you know, ancestors, those sorts of things. Um, and depending upon the person and their integrity and, you know, the, the quality of who they're working with depends on what type of information you're going to get. Um, the Akashic records are the master teachers, loved ones in the Akashic records are held to a standard of information that is, that is basically like eternal truth. So they're never going to share anything with you that is not for your highest and best and anyone else that you might be asking about or might be affected by the information that you're asking about, if that makes sense. Yeah, that does make sense. I have personally, I, go ahead. Oh, no, I was gonna say, I like that you kind of said like, I'm not, I'm not too sure yet because sometimes like we just don't know, right? Like there's not always a, a clear cut answer for everything, especially in this multi-dimensional universe. Well, and, and the whole thing is, is that, I mean, I, I've 
I've heard, you know, some, I've heard some answers from other people that just haven't felt like truth to me. Yeah. And so it's still something that I'm working out with myself, you know, another interesting thing about the records is that of course time doesn't exist there, just like it doesn't exist anywhere off this planet. So if you are to like, if you go in the records today and you want to know maybe a situation about your boyfriend, right. And then you go in the records in a couple more days, they're probably going to give you different information. Not probably they will. And they will give you information based upon the thoughts, uh, words, and like actions that you've taken in that period of time oh, since. Wow. Because it is completely, you know, it could have completely redirected you. Because we are literally, I mean, it's so crazy to think about that, like, as we step through life, you know, you've heard like we create our future. And it is, I mean, every, again, thought, word, action, it's, it's like a path that we're creating. And it, at any moment we could say one, one thing or do one thing and it takes us on a different path. So it's like this like never ending root system, you know, that we're kind of walking on. Um, and, you know, to keep people from freaking out, like you cannot fail. <laughs> you cannot, you can't mess it up. So don't worry about it. Um, there's no messing it up. Even if you make a decision that you don't think is, you know, a great decision, it's still, for your benefit. So um, I just had to say that. But because of that, in the Akashic Records, it will change. I've really found that when I've had um, uh, mediumship and psychic readings, which I have loved, um, that they've been more kind of high level for me versus getting down against the very soul depth of what it is that's going on. Yeah. So when I saw a psychic last year and was asking about my relationship at the time, she shared amazing information with me. It was very helpful for me. Um, but it wasn't at the depth that I can get, I can receive when I go into the records and ask about my relationships, if that makes sense. Fascinating. No, I think that's so, so fascinating. And you had brought up past lives. So I'm just going to assume, have you explored your past lives? Oh yeah. <laughs> how many, how many past lives have you gotten down into? Girlfriend, I am so ancient. It's not even, <laughs> um, you know, I, I think that, uh, gosh, something that I always like the book, Linda Howe's book, how to read the Akashic Records. One of the things that they talk about and, you know, if you go and learn about the Akashic Records with any person or school, it's just so important that we always come back to ourselves and, mm. you know, check in with ourselves in regards to like, does this align with our personal truth? You know, because truth can be something completely different for someone else. And guess what? It's just as valid for them. Um, but one of the things like the Linda Howe school teaches is that in the Akashic Records, like you only can... Um, experience your lifetimes on this planet. And that has so not been my case. Mm -hmm. um, the majority of the lifetimes that I've experienced through the Akashic Records have been, you know, on other planets at other times. Wow. Um, and it really, yeah, it was funny because um, actually I was in an advanced Akashic Records course through Linda Howe and, and I'm very thankful to them. I don't, I'm not trying to like talk badly about them at all, but uh, we, we did this exercise where we went into a past lifetime 
And uh, it was cool because we got to go and talk with ourselves, uh, you know, when we were successful about a question that we were dealing with at the time. Right. And when she stepped forward, it was like, we are not on planet Earth. <laughs> Whoa. Um, it was it was a completely mind-blowing experience. Um, she was definitely a being of another another planet, another it was it was very wild. Um, and when I shared it, you know, with the class, she was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> mm. And I get it, you know, they kind of have to put some sort of boundaries. Right. Parameter. You, you know it. how it is. It's like people jump into these star seed things these days. And yeah. and I think it's very cool. But then you forget about this current lifetime. Yeah. And how important it is for us to stay present. Um but yeah, I, I've I've seen a number of my past lives. I've you know witnessed some really interesting things. I've been able to get a lot of closure. I have a very huge past lifetime um, from Atlantis where I actually went back into that lifetime specifically to heal it. And it was it just the most gorgeous healing session. Um, talking with myself in a past life, I mean, how... <laughs> That's why, that's like How the coolest thing. That's like the coolest thing I've heard this week, Anna. Like seriously, <laughs> like. But I think it's so interesting too because did you find any, um, we'll say like trauma that may have been repeated in your past lives, like lessons or something that may have kind of been like a common factor in them? Um, I would say yes and no. Um, I think that honestly, our repeating issues in life are kind of a human experience. Yeah. If that can make sense and not be too general. Um, you know, like what are we typically dealing with, right? Like love, um, love of ourselves, you know, like our self-worth, being able to stand up for ourselves, being able to choose the life that we believe, you know, we want to have, that we're worthy of, that's you know, our soul path, not just like our fated path. Um, In addition to things like uh, morality and ethics and being a a good person, you know, treating others correctly. I think that that's something that that continually comes up in the lifetimes of people that I go into the records for, especially in regards to relationships, you know, and relationship issues, not just romantic, but like, oh my gosh, there's this aunt that I have in my family and man, we just like butt heads. We just don't get along. And we go on the records and find out, well, you know, like you were pretty awful to her in this this one lifetime. And, um, and you both chose to play this out in this lifetime for both Mm. of your benefits and both of your growth. And, you know, so she might seem like she's mean to you or whatever the case may be, but she's helping you step out of yourself. She's helping you become a better person. Um, she's helping you to learn to stand up for yourself. I just said that, but um, it's really fascinating to me that I think we're always dealing with karma on one level or another. And when we start seeing these things play out in our everyday life, we can guarantee that we're going to see them in our past lives. Mm, 
That makes a lot of sense. It does. And I think you're right of some of that is just the human experience and learning patterns and breaking patterns and making sure that you're making the right choices that aren't in your ego that are aligned with your highest self, because otherwise we get in those cycles of autopilot. And that is the human experience. Well, and it's, it's freaking hard, you know? Right? Yeah. It's <laughs> I mean, work. like yesterday, the, you know, the full moon and Scorpio energy Ooh. was kicking my butt and yeah. I, came across this little quote and of course I had to share it and was just like look don't forget being a human is hard okay mm-hmm. so if you are tripping up and if you are messing up and if you are upsetting people or you're not being the type of person you want to be be kind you know like mm-hmm. it's not easy I mean th- we have so much to think about on this planet yeah. you know it's like we have our bodies we have like you know, paying bills and families and our environment, like everything. There's, there's a lot here. And that's what's so beautiful and unique about Earth and why we choose to incarnate here, because we can take such huge steps in our growth in one lifetime on planet Earth, because it is the planet of learning. And that's why there are literally lines and lines of beings waiting to jump in and be a part of it. We think like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to get off this planet. It's so hard. <laughs> you know, I mean, I definitely do. Yeah. Um, but there are literally beings that can't wait to jump in. So that's always really affirming too, because I think sometimes even on the hardest of hard days, that's something to really be mindful of is that there are other people who would just you know beings that would jump at the chance to have their time right now on earth and we're here living it so let's just be our best absolutely yeah I I I appreciate every reminder to be thankful for where I'm at and what I have because I certainly need it you know it's I think it's um what I love about being involved in the spiritual community and working in the spiritual community is realizing that like even people who've been like psychics or readers or whatever for 20, 30, 40 plus years, you know, these master healers, I mean like everybody has problems. Oh yes. <laughs> you know, and everybody needs a team around them helping them on their way. Yes. You, you, there is no I'm always sharing with my clients, you know, because sometimes I get embarrassed with the kind of information that's coming through. And I'm like, there is zero judgment. Okay. (laughs) Like zero, because I have my own problems. And I love when I get to do readings for, you know, these epic people. And I'm just like, whoa, you're just like me too. You know, like, Mm. even though you're this amazing healer and people are lined about the door for you you're just like me we're we're (laughs) We're all trying to be better humans yes I think that's a really important reminder too because sometimes other humans do feel larger than life to us and that's just a subtle reminder I know when I first met my my mentor um she just seemed and she I had no idea what her background was I knew that she was a psychotherapist she's a Reiki master um angelic healer you know like all of these things and then I there's just I'm like man this woman is just so amazing right like I just put her on a pedestal (laughs) and then I really get to know her on a friend level and I'm like oh dang, you have struggled. Like you have had a life, you know? And it's sometimes really hard when we when we put these people on a pedestal like that of just being so 
so highly thought of, right? Like we just, we love their gift. We honor their gift. We see that they are doing such important work. It can be really hard to remember that, hey, they're just like us. They have those struggles. They have those hard moments. They have those days where it, the, the world just feels heavy as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I can say, um, and I'm sure any reader, any healer, any, I mean, out there, it's like, when you take on a spiritual life, you know, if it is something that's new to you, or even like when you wake up in many ways, life kind of becomes a little bit more difficult. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, you know, like you, you obviously have the tools in which to start working through life, but when your eyes are open to what it is that's going on around you, you know, when you can stand next to someone and, and feel their energy and know what's going on, or you can stand in front of someone and you know when they're lying to you. Yeah. Or, you know, all of the, or I, you know, like I was mentioning, I can't participate in a lot of things that the everyday person can do um, because my frequency, like I'll get sick or I will, you know, get very depressed or I can't, I can't just hang out. And it's not because I'm better, not by any means. It's not what it's about. It's just like things are different when you're wide open and you're turned on. Yeah, it's so <laughs> true. Things. It's so true. And I think that's important for, for people to understand as well. It's just sometimes it's not personal, you know, it's just who you are. And, and that's a boundary that you've had to learn um, while leaning more into the spiritual community. Yeah. Yeah. I love it's, it. It's I was thrilled when the, the boundaries started popping up. Oh last, yeah. The <laughs> 2019, everyone started talking about boundaries. I was like, yes, this is good. <laughs> <laughs> Need some of these. Let's implement those. <laughs> <laughs> and 2020 kind of gives you like the, the year to really implement it, you know? It's like <laughs> oh man. Yeah, my my brother was just we were, we were laughing because he was like, you know, the close talkers, they can't close talk anymore. And exactly. Like, <laughs> so true. So true. Personal space, please. Personal space. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, I know you had offered to do a reading for the audience that's listening. And I'm so excited about this just to kind of let the audience know, um, Anna is going to do a prayer, but I'm going to edit that out. So the next we'll jump in um, to the reading, but I just want to make that note that it's happening on the back end. And Anna, will you share why you do the prayer to start with? Absolutely. So the prayer is something that just kind of walks you into the energy of the Akashic Records. So like if you were to utilize the pathway prayer, which is Linda Howe's prayer, it's a lot longer. And that's because, you know, it's for newer readers typically, and they kind of need a longer stepping in to the prayer. But the words actually, it's almost kind of like a spell. It's really cool. They just kind of tap you into that different frequency and vibration. So the longer that you utilize them, the easier it is. And the prayer that I have was given to me by a a master reader. Um, And so it's, it's a very sacred. Yes. I love that. And and we'll honor that. So I will let you take it from here and guide us through the records. We are so pleased to have you with us today. So pleased that you have been invited into sharing the Akasha. 
into being able to tap into this energy or feel it within your own personal space. There are so many ways in which to know the world around us, to see what it is that's going on. And we know that on your planet at this time, there is much upheaval, much anger, aggravation, where the people are learning to use their voices. They are learning to say, this is right. This is not right. And they are learning how to come together in ways that they haven't for a very long time. There is much happening. And at times, you might feel a great loneliness or a separation from the world outside of yourself. And it is in these moments that we invite you to get to know the great wisdom and beauty that rests inside your soul. This is a wonderful time for going in for being by yourself, even if only for a few minutes, so that you might touch in, so that you might learn to know what it is to hear, feel, see, know. For all of you have been gifted with these gifts. All of you are equally able to partake at any time. And we invite you to do so. In fact, we encourage you to do so. For as time moves forward and more people are learning to use their voices, it is more important for you to learn to connect with your own, to learn what it is that is true for you and to stand beside it, regardless of what the outside world says, regardless of who disagrees or cannot understand your point of view. For your truth is your own. And it will help you to mend. It will help you to heal. It will help you to learn to stand strong. And it is the greatest tool that you could ever acquire. For as the world grows louder, it is important to learn to become quieter. You are beautiful souls. You have so much to give and the world needs your gift. Whatever that might be, 
Do not allow yourselves to get lost in fear. Do not allow yourself to get lost in second guessing who it is that you are, for you are all things and everything. You are light and the world needs light. Wow, Anna, that is so dang amazing. And I'm blown away because you you brought forth this message of using our voice and how powerful it is. And I love that this message was, oh my goodness, just repeated into our audience because it's actually something I say on the podcast all the time that there is power in using our voice and it's a gift that we were given. And um, I mean, I just love that that was, that was the channel message for our audience. Thank you so much for sharing that. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. I know our audience is going to want to know where they can get their own reading with you um, and connect with you further. So tell them the best way to do so. Yes, absolutely. So you can find me um, at AnnaHendricks.com. That's A-H-N-A-H-E-N-D-R-I-X.com. You can connect with me on Facebook or Instagram at Anna Hendricks as well. I also have a podcast called The Soul Driven Podcast. Um, and you can find us online. You'll actually find that on my website. And I just launched the soul driven community, the soul driven collective. <laughs> I told you my head was going to be a little fuzzy. <laughs> um, I just launched the soul driven collective, which is a community extension of my podcast. And, um, I just, I have a, a really huge heart for wanting to bring people together who are seeking and searching, who are, you know, spiritual on, on any place, you know, on the path um, and, and really start uh, feeding into that. So I'm very excited. And um, yeah, that everything will be on my website. So Perfect. you can find it all there. <laughs> Perfect. I'll be sure to link it all on this week's episode notes as well. Anna, you have shared such a beautiful gift with us today and you've taught me so much. I have loved this conversation. Thank you so much for joining me and for sharing your light. No, thank you, Lauren. It was such a pleasure chatting with you. I feel like we could talk all day. I know I'm feeling it. (laughs) I love when we get to do new things on the podcast, like having a live reading. Be sure to connect with Anna further. I have linked her social channels on this week's episode notes found on mindbizlife.com. And while you're getting social, be sure we're connected too. You can find me hanging on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, all at mindbizlife. I'm back on Friday for another episode of Feel Your Life Friday, but until then, remember... Every level of life is an opportunity to grow. Be well, my friend.